Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by Chris. Hello. I feel like every episode I'm with one of you guys now. Dave, Sam, (laughs) now you, Chris. Rotational crew here, big crew. I know, I feel like uh, every episode is a different voice joining me. So <laughs> I mean, it's a lot better than having like five of us on a single episode. That's a fucking nightmare. I enjoy having uh, when I have more than one of you guys on it. Um, but we're going to be talking Stranger Things in this episode. This is our probably our only Stranger Things. It was that your attempt at, at the music. That was that was. Yeah, that was my music. It wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was not very good. I was like, wait, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, this Sorry, is... Sorry, uh, I don't have a synthwave mouth. Yo, start, use your tongue as a keyboard. Um, yeah, this is probably going to be our only show, our only our only show talking about this show. Because there isn't a lot of Halloween goodness in this show. Yeah. Just one, I mean, one it's season, kind of. Yeah. Season two, which is what we're going to be right. focusing which on a little bit later. Into. Um, but for the most part, you know, it, it's it, it's just more of a nostalgic journey through through these characters is what the show is. I'm sure most people that listen to our show watch the show. I don't think I've met anyone that's like, I don't watch Stranger Things. I don't think that exists. <laughs> no, it is the best Netflix show of all time. It is the Netflix show. I really think that. Oh yeah, I don't. It's it's weird because it's about to end. I think after the fifth season, that's their final season. As will as will my Netflix subscription. Yeah, it's weird because I feel like I'm surprised they're not milking it. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a spinoff of some kind. I don't know. Yeah, what they're going to end up doing, but it it, it is the it is the Netflix show I feel like it's the show that they're kind of known for now and I I was reading about it because the time of this recording the the new the new season's been out I think about a week now so yeah just about so apparently it's like this watch by millions of like the record shattering like streams was some crazy shit it was projected on the side of the fucking Empire State Building last week like it doesn't get any bigger than that (laughs) That's why I'm shocked that they're like literally. Ending it. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm shocked that they're just kind of ending the show after this. Well, I mean, after uh, this season, from a from a standpoint of like it's supposed to be about kids, and now these kids have goatees. I can see why <laughs> they have to end it. Yeah. But they'll be but thirty like, when it ends if they were to continue. Right, on. <laughs> exactly. These kids are going to be able to like you know vote and drink booze by the time this show ends, and they were all like twelve when it started. I'm pretty sure half of them can vote already, or most of them, yeah. like the main younger kids, can already. They're all over eighteen, or at least minimum eighteen. Yeah, years absolutely. Old. Um, but but real quick, what are your thoughts on the show in general? I, I, obvious, I, obviously, we're both fans. It's pretty obvious. Well, like I said, it's my, it's my it's my absolute favorite Netflix show. I don't think that they're uh, Netflix does some some good stuff, some stinkers, but uh, Stranger Things is just another level. And like, it came out of nowhere too. Like, yeah, it, it it made these people. I mean, they're you know like. Obviously, Winona Ryder was Winona Ryder before this. And, like, David Harbour I'd seen in tons of movies, but he was never, like, a star. This guy's a fucking A-list star now. Yeah. Finn Wolfhard is in every single movie that comes out. Yeah. Like, it's it's huge. It's massive. And deservedly so. It's a great fucking show. 
No, yeah, I agree. It's it's funny because I remember when it when it came out, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I watched one episode, and like the the intro music when yeah. I looked it up, it was from the guys that that are in Survive. So I right. was automatically like, "Wait a second, the guys, the two of the dudes from Survive, score this show." And then I watched it on just a whim. And I was like, wow, I fell in love. It's a fucking great show. And, and you know, I feel like it's one of those shows that I respect that they haven't, like, shit out a season every year. They kind of take their time. Mm-hmm. I, I think only season one and two were back-to-back, 16 and 17, yeah. 2016, 2017. But they waited a year or two for season three, and they waited three years for season four, right, right. which is fucking wild to think. Right. Well, I mean, the... the- that's obviously pandemic had a lot to do with that. Yeah, delaying. It. Uh, but I, I mean, I also i I think it kind of worked out in their favor because season four has a lot more of a mature edge to it that the last couple of seasons haven't yeah, necessarily had. That. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. they can kind of lean into some of the more like gruesome horror aspects that they didn't really do with a bunch of little kids. I feel like the show's always been dark. With the character of Eleven, it's been I think this, dark. this season is the darkest for oh, sure. No, this is definitely... They lean big time into horror more so than any of the other seasons before. And I think that that worked out because there's a, a believability to it when these kids are at this formative age that they're supposed to be in the show that this kind of... They're older than they're portraying, I mean, technically. Well, yeah, absolutely. But still, <laughs> so. like, we see that horrible shit happens to high school kids in real yeah. fucking life. And yeah. it's interesting to see it mirrored in the show. Yeah, for sure. What did you think of the new season? I thought it was good. Real quick, spoiler warning, because this show is going to kind of be <laughs> broken up into two parts. Um, we're going to talk about our thoughts on the new season and then a little later, we're going to talk about the Halloween episode because why the fuck not? We're like, we're a Halloween show. And I, right. I feel like this is the only opportunity we'll kind of dive into that specific episode and be able to talk about some of the cool Halloween shit that's in it. So, yeah, spoiler warning if you have not seen or finished, I guess, volume one of season four because there is going skip, to be. Skip ahead a bit. Yeah. there, But there is going to be a volume two in like a month. Or the time of yes. this recording, I think July first. Um, they're releasing 1st, two yeah. more. Is it two more episodes or three? Two, two, two feature length episodes. I think yes. the this the ninth episode. Well, what would be the ninth episode? Uh, is like two hours and twenty minutes or something. Which is, is fucking the wild. runtime, which is like it's fucking. That's a movie. It's two that, movies. Like, almost. The Avengers movie <laughs> is that long. Yes. So that's that's kind of crazy. So yeah, spoiler warning. Chrissy! 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 Chrissy, wake up now! Chrissy! Don't cry, Chrissy. It's time for your suffering to end. So you asked me, what did I think of season four? Honestly, dude, I loved it. I thought, I thought... I have issues with it, and we'll get to that in a bit, but I thought when it comes to the characters growing, and not not physically growing, I don't mean like the kids are obvious. One of them is like six feet tall now, <laughs> but but like... Luke is like, the kid has a fucking goatee. He he's looks a grown-ass like man. He's a grown-ass man now. But yeah, like I thought like seeing the characters kind of grow and evolve 
over time. Specifically the character of Max. I feel like yeah. this season four is her season, I'd say about 85%. It's her character mm-hmm. dealing with what happened in season three with her shitty bro- stepbrother, which I don't... I got that she had a little sympathy for him and she felt a little shitty about it because he sacrificed himself. But after rewatching that Halloween episode in season two, I was like, wow, this guy's yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> he was well, a dick. I mean, I guess, I, I guess in the sense of like, it was such a, a, a turning point in Max's yeah. life to lose Billy and in such like a, like a, you know, big way, like yeah. it affected Max, obviously, but it also affected the whole fucking town of Hawkins. So like it is everywhere she goes, she's reminded of that loss. And I think that's more of where the effect comes in that, I mean, I'm sure she loved him and, and, um, Speaking of Max, that fucking, I think it was episode four was the... That's the, the one everyone's saying is their favorite Max-centric episode. It's Dear Billy. Damn, that, is the the last, yeah, Dear yeah. Billy. The last, like, five minutes of that episode is, like, absolutely perfect. Yeah. Everyone, I, I remember, like, going on Twitter that day when uh, the whole season dropped and everyone was talking about yeah. Dear Billy because of, like, the Kate Bush song and... <laughs> and right, all that, right. which now like, Kate Bush apparently is back on that the top song of the was charts like this week. people right. were discovering the song like they had never heard it before, and I thought that was kind of cool. Shit's <laughs> it's like thirty five years charts. old, yeah, which is wild to think how a song like a TV series is able to kind of bring the song back into but, I mean, life. It also it shows, it shows the popularity and the reach of Stranger Things. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, of course, everybody um, watched the show and then listen to this song. No, for sure. And that's kind of, that's what's cool. It's kind of a, it's a phenomenon, just kind of what the show is able to do with music. Yeah. And I think and that's characters. the best way to describe it. The, and the, it the is. show really is. It's mm-hmm. very culturally relevant. It is like the show in pop culture, right? Yeah, now, you know? yeah, for sure. I know. I totally agree. And, and, and that, and I, and I think even when volume two drops in a few weeks, uh, the Dear Billy episode is probably still going to be the best one, unless they do some mind blowing shit. In those last two episodes, which they might, you never know. Yeah. I still think that might be the um, the main episode that everyone remembers from season four. Um, what did you think of now? Now, here's here's one thing I want to talk about. What did you think of two characters, two new characters? First, Eddie, the metalhead guy. Did you like? Because I see like some people, do, some people don't like him, and some people do. I feel. I think he's a, I think he's a fun, interesting character. I think they wove him into the story in a natural way. Yeah. Like it felt, it felt okay to have this new character running around with them because he was just a, a bystander of the shitty thing that Vecna was doing. And it just so happened that he got caught up in what seems to be a murder plot. So it felt organic in that way for him to like fit in again, like going back to that. They all are older than they play the guy. And yes, they, they justify it by saying like he got held back or whatever. Like but twice. He looks like a fucking 40 year old man. <laughs> He's like 30 in real life. I know. And it was pretty funny. I got a kick out of that. Cause I was like, wow, this guy, I like that. That was the joke is that he was like left behind twice. And he had to like, he said, this yeah. is his year to graduate high school or whatever. And I do right. like how he's well, like every... an older guy who's kind of playing D and D with them. And he's the leader of the hellfire gang. Their little new crew that plays Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragons. So every uh, individual grouping of characters that they had, which is a lot of shows, have trouble balancing that when they have yeah. such a large ensemble and they like separate the characters to do things. Like The Walking Dead did it for one season, and it was 
fucking terrible. It was just boring plotting yeah. episodes. But like it worked out in Stranger Things, like having these characters in all these separate locations while still each new grouping got a new character added to the grouping, you know? No, for sure. Like, and I, yeah, that's the uh, strength of the show, I What's feel. his name? The 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 goofy friend in um in California, Argyle. Like he was another like, you know, he's a fun character that got swept yeah. up in all of this. Yeah. And then you have the prison guard in the gulag who mm-hmm. is now like helping them escape like he's helping hopper the characters like that now. they introduced yeah the characters that they introduced were like organically fitting into the plot and that speaks to like how well done the show is you know yeah i, I always thought the show was good at telling kind of like five stories at once it is all it is a lot it's very dense yeah. The show is just dense. There's just a lot. Like, this person's doing this. This person's going through that. But I thought this season, I guess the long episodes kind of helped with that. Every episode's like an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, There's a lot. And it could be a little kind of like a bit much. You could be a little exhausted after watching one episode because it's like, all right, we're in Russia. We're in what? Are they in California? I think they're in California, California. Yeah. Then back in Hawkins. It's it's all right. over and the place. And then also in Colorado, right? Colorado, for, uh, to yeah. To visit Dustin's girlfriend. Yeah. There, there, there was a couple. Then wherever of Eleven is, Eleven somewhere too. Yeah. I forget where Arizona. She was. Arizona. Yeah. There you go. So <laughs> there was a couple of the seven that I felt like didn't necessarily justify the long run times, but for the most part, I feel like the run times weren't that much of a concern. Two hours and twenty minutes, though. That's a fucking chore. Yeah, it's going to be – I can't wait just to see if they're able to kind of – like I can keep my attention right. for two and a half hours. Probably – I love the show, so I don't see it being that difficult I, yeah, of a thing Yeah, I can't imagine it, it not, but I mean yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot to sit through. No, for but, sure. you know, when you look at – like you said, the density of the story, it's probably going to serve it well. And and what did you think of – and the other character I wanted to talk about was Argyle. What did you think of – I actually liked Eddie more. Argyle <laughs> I thought was a little annoying. I, I'll be honest. Like I didn't think Eddie just, was as annoying. So No, Argyle was definitely the more annoying of like the new friends. But he's just like a goof who's there stoner, to like you know, stereotypical be dumb stoner. comedic relief. Yeah. Right, exactly. It was kind of, I do like how Jonathan Byers and him are just like massive potheads now. Where yeah, the fuck did that come? Like, like, like out. Bill and Ted, like Cheech and Chong kind of thing. Like that yeah. one, that one scene where they're like at, at the dinner table or whatever, and they're like high as shit. I was like, this is fucking <laughs> so weird. It's so fucking odd, but it worked. I was like, okay, it would make sense that he's kind of like become a massive potted to deal with like I guess Nancy not wanting to be with him, right? And right, then obviously right. his new really close friends a, a fucking pothead too, so he's kind of introducing yeah. that to him. And it's funny because I think even like Eleven in her opening letter or whatever says he's he's smoking a lot of weird leaves or smelly leaves. Yeah. She says, which I thought was really the, funny, the like smelly green leaves or he's something. Obviously yeah. a fucking burnout. Uh, what do you think? All of, right. So is, what do you mm-hmm. do you do what? you think that in one of these next two episodes, one of the major characters is going no. to die because they teased it a lot. They teased no. a lot of different combinations of like this person could die, this person could die, and I think there's I only think so many so. times they can skate by that. I don't think so. The only person I think that I could see maybe dying is Eleven out of the kids, just like sacrificing herself to kind of defeat the mind flare because that's who the bad guy is the big right, bad still. is the mind flare the big still, bad yeah it's still over, him. He, over he's kind Vecna. of 
Vecnan over the Demogorgon because the De- they explain like the Demogorgon is like a soldier and Vecna's like the general right, or something right. like that. And then right. the I Mind like Flayer that. That is like a cool. big, you know, big overlord. He's the he's like the uh, what is a uh, city? It's Dark City. <laughs> That's kind of what he yeah. is. It's like Darth Vader is is um Va- is Va- Valak. I always pronounce Ve- it Vecna. 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 I always pronounce it wrong. Um, but yeah. I I, I I don't think they'll kill any of the kids off. Maybe Eleven, maybe Joyce, I think, maybe one I, of the I parents. Think I want to be wrong, but I, I feel like they're setting Steve up for a big sacrifice. Maybe. Maybe Steve. He did get bit by those Confess his love to Nancy yeah. and save her from something and go out like a hero. I well, would fucking hate it. <laughs> yeah, because he's one of the best characters on the show. But he's, I, a, he's I could evolved. See that happening. He's evolved so oh, he's much. The from the, he was a dick the first season, and then like yeah. through, like season two on, he's like become like one of the best characters. But seeing him bit by those bats, something is up. I might be overthinking it, maybe not. But I could see that. Maybe him almost dying. I, I could see. I still think I could see Eleven dying. I could see herself. Sac- yeah. I could see like she sacrifices herself to defeat this thing next season. Not that I don't think anyone's dying this season. So Maybe I mean, Steve. Only I don't know, but one there's two episodes and then whatever is the last season, you know. So like, I yeah. think if they're gonna make some big moves and keep people talking, someone big's gotta go. You know, yeah. like they did the Hopper the thing, kids. but then like immediately, immediately after the Hopper thing, they were like, just kidding. He's not really dead. Like, yeah, yeah. See you in season four. I just think a lot of people will be upset if they kill Steve, but I, I guess it would make oh, sense. Me, me too. I'd be one of them. Yeah, I guess it would make sense, but I could see Joyce maybe dying and Eleven. I don't see any of the other kids dying, in all honesty. I don't see any no, of I the think kids. They'll, like they'll, the main they'll, you group. know, the... The main four, yeah, they'll have a happy yeah. ending over, throughout all of it. And what do you think of the, the the Vecna character, though the villain, very Freddy Krueger, dude? This whole season, yeah. season four, reminded me of a Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, like to I mean, a T. Very clearly, the music, very, very. Robert Anglin yeah. is in a fucking episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. I I enjoyed the the villain, and I enjoyed the the twist of who he is yeah. in relation to everything. Um, see, spoiler alert, my, he is number yeah. one. I See, that's my issue with the show. Really? These are my issues with Stranger Things, and I love Stranger Things. And I'll go, it's just, this is a general problem I have. So you have this, like, Eddie character. Where the fuck was he the last three seasons? He went to the high school. Why didn't he ever interact with anybody? Same yeah. thing with Robin. Where the fuck was she? All like it's a big, big town, big school. I, I guess so. Off. And I feel the same thing about this villain. Where the fuck was he? So, you get what I'm here's, saying? Here's my thing. Yeah, and and I've heard other people have the same complaint. And this is how I, in my head, maybe this is how it's justified. Vecna fought Eleven back in whatever year he fought her. Like when he first fought her, and she sent them into the upside down and yeah. kind of essentially created all of this shit. He was basically lying in wait because he knows that Eleven is stronger than him and could kick his ass and send him back wherever the hell he came from. So he finally, when Eleven lost her powers, could finally start making his moves. 
So and I guess that's, that's why, why he was sending the Demogorgon before and, and all these other right, characters. Exactly. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. See, to me, I just thought it was kind of weird. I was like, why? Like, where the fuck has this character been the the last three seasons up until this season? Right. I get it. He's kind of like it's like a it's like a video game. You defeat the lower enemies and you're you're making your way exactly. to the big bad. But I was just like, where the fuck was he? Also, Eleven wasn't able to talk in the first season. Why was she able to talk in the flashbacks? So I again, like, there's. <laughs> I guess because it was in her that, mind, technically. Right, you know what I mean? and it could be you know not a reliable narrator, her mind, because it's been through so much. Possibly, but it's also like, how? So how many years does that encounter with Vecna predate season one? Like, I think it's. I think season one was eighty three, so it's only three years right. later. So right, if I, so, if I remember like, correctly. The, so then that, like, three-year stretch of time is, like, where Eleven became, like, the weird kid from the beginning of season one, you know? Yeah. Well, Based it's, on, like, it's, more yeah. experiments. It's also insinuated that he killed Barb. He says he did it. When yes. Nancy's yeah. in the upside down towards that last episode of volume one, he, you know, she sees, like, Barb's dead body. And then he, right. it's insinuated what he says that he's the one that, that killed her. So... Yeah, I, I guess that's kind Again, of seems kind of seems kind of like you know retroactive convenient that he oh I did yeah. I was the one that did it but that was really my only problem it's like where the fuck was this guy the last three seasons like they were dealing with the Demogorgon then they were dealing with like that mind flare that came into our world but was using rats and flesh to kind of create like a puppet right. and Billy so I was just like where the fuck was this guy before so I just found that a little odd. Um, but the villain well, that's himself, what I, th- I think, mm-hmm. like I said, my thing is, I, th- I think it was, it was mostly because he knew how strong 11 was. So he was like on the DL. Yeah, for sure. I, I get what you're saying. He was kind of just hiding under, like hiding a little bit until she was like, all right, I can, I can right. make the attack now, which makes sense yeah. for like a vil- for a villain of this story. And he's going to be, he's basically the big villain of season four. These, these two volumes, yeah, he's the, He's the big bad of these two. And, the, the, and again, the main bad guy is the Mind Flayer. He's still out there somewhere. Even though I feel like this season, he's kind of all... They're not really mentioning him too much. He's that, that yeah. big spirit... Whatever the fuck it is. It's that giant thing. They don't really ever explain yeah, yeah, what it yeah, is. It's just kind of like the overlord of the, the underworld. The, or the upside down, I should say. Right. The main one that... The one that was like in season three was like... I guess like a, a made-up embodiment It was of him it trying to world? come here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, whatever. It trying to come here because I don't know if it's a him or yeah. her. The thing is trying to come here. Right. Um, but spe- specifically this villain, um, Vecna, very Hellraiser, very Freddy Krueger, the music cues, very intense, brutal way of killing people. Fucking like crushes their bones and shit and makes them float. Yeah. And then uses bad memories to kind of flip it on them. So I Pops did like their that. Eyes out. Oh, really good. I, I thought they did. I thought that honestly, phenomenal job and probably the vet, the best villain yet. And I think that's because yeah. it's a little more humanoid and weird. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I will say, you know, I agree with what you said earlier about it being a little more of an intense season. And I think it's specifically because of this villain. Even when I was rewatching um, the Halloween episode, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, um, you could see how much more innocent two seasons was. Uh, you know, two seasons ago, the show was yeah. to an extent. It was still dark. But this season, it's basically like fucking Pinhead or Freddy is coming to fucking. Yeah, I, mean, I thought Max was going to die. 
if you want to talk about that, they're, I they're thought for a like second there. Satanic panic shit. Yeah, like, which they, I they, like. I do like that. They get into like Eddie. some real dark stuff, yeah. The fucking douchey. Him too came out of nowhere. These characters just yeah. appear. They were not there previously, and I'm like, weren't like where were these? Pe- well, I guess they're younger than Nancy well, and Steve, right? Because the kids Steve. weren't in, the, yeah. yeah. And the Nancy and Steve stuff, they didn't really always focus on in school for them, you know. Like Nancy, Steve, and Jonathan, there was less focus yeah. on them being in the school than the than the main kids no for sure i i get that so i kind of that's just me nitpicking in all honesty yeah um, but i mean you gotta at some point <laughs> like you have to evolve the cast and add new people of course they do that every season like max came in and right they've brought and we're gonna talk and, about a character uh, in a bit but that that they brought in and killed the same season that everyone fucking liked so they always I get it. They always rotate characters and they bring yeah. I feel like they bring in a character that's lovable and kill them off. So maybe they'll do that this season. They did that in season three as well with with, uh, with the Russian guy. The Russian guy. With the Slurpee. Yeah. What the fuck was Murray's his name? little friend, yeah. What the fuck was his name? Um, Anatoly, was it Anatoly or some shit? He had some like weird name. I forget. But yeah, him. The Kim Bob, which we're gonna get to Bob yeah. in a second. You know, and then Barb, season one. So if you think about it, every single season, there's these characters that people like. So if they do kill anyone this season, it might be like Argyle or Eddie. You, you, yeah, because they introduced or the 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 Russian guy in the prison with with Hop, like. Yeah, he, I could see him like getting made, axed. He's yeah. made a story of like how he wants to get home to his kid and like he's actually his kid a good character, a and stuff. Yeah, I, I like his character, but um, I, like there's there's stuff that leads you to believe that they're they're getting ready to off this guy. Yeah, they're probably gonna kill him. Um, and, and on that subject, just to kind of close out our little review here of season four, um, the whole Russian thing with Hopper. What did you think about that storyline? <sighs> I feel like okay, so they obviously needed something for them to do. Yeah, I I do, however, feel like it went a little too haywire. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like like the double cross of the double cross with like the 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 guy that they were paying to get Hopper out it was like, oh yeah, well, guess it was what? unnecessary. It just it was very much yeah, it was extra. It was a lot of extra stuff that that. It could have just been more focused, you know, Joyce and, and Murray, like, rescuing Hopper, not yeah. having to go there. And now they're all stuck there. Now they got to fight out of there. And I'm sure, like, I trust that the showrunners have a plan to bring everybody oh, back together in Hawkins. But right now, it's it, it's the least important plot of the show. Yeah. See, when I was watching it, because I, I like Joyce, I like Hopper, I like these characters, but... It was a little bit of a slog at time. I just wanted to get back yeah. to the kids dealing with this fucking right. monster. Yeah. Like I didn't like Absolutely. To me, that's the embodiment of the show. The group of kids yeah. trying to defeat some sort of creature. That's what it's been the last three seasons. You know what I mean? So this season, mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, all right, it's becoming a fucking re- like Rambo rescue mission. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah. You know and what like, I mean? Like, so I was just kind of like Joyce are great. Yeah. But, you know, I, I could take or leave that storyline. <laughs> I, I I was just, every time it went back to it, I was like, all right, hurry this up and get back to the fucking yeah. Vecna and yeah, the kids yeah, yeah. and the fucking murders. And, like, that's kind of what the, I wanted the, to The Demi-Gorgon Fight Club thing was cool, but, like, not necessary. Oh, yeah. And they didn't kill that Demogorgon, so obviously yeah, he's going to no, come no, into no. play. 
Um, right. And I like that they didn't kill him because it, it took 11 to defeat him in the first season. Yeah. It wasn't like this easy, quick thing, you know, where like I thought Hopper was just going to like stab him with the spear and he was dead. So like I'm glad they right. kept it because they, they honestly hyped up that character a lot that first season. So to make him yeah. just go out like a jabroni would be ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, right. They, so had to, they have to give you that, that he's still very much a threat. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm looking forward to the last two two episodes that are going to come out soon. I can't I'm, wait. I, maybe we'll have to jump on here and do a little mini episode, you know, yeah. talking about the See last two. See if any two. of our weird predictions here came come true, true in any way, shape, or form. If someone died. If one of the kids died, Steve, we're going to come back upset <sighs> if they kill Steve off. <laughs> hey, listen, if they come, if they kill Steve, I'm not watching season five. I'm telling you. right, And it's on here. It's on the podcast. I'm not watching season That's five. That's it. <laughs> you heard it here. Chris refuses to watch season five of Stranger Things if they kill off Steve Harrington. He does not <laughs> want to have any of that on in his Stranger Things. Just, just, justice for Steve. Yo, who would you rather them kill off? It's <laughs> a not sacrifice, Steve. Anybody, take anybody. Yo, kill anybody. anybody. Kill Jonathan. Yo, kill fucking Jonathan. Damn. Nah. Yeah. You know what? I think I kill him off. He's kind of doing. He's, kill Jonathan. He's kind of meh this season too. I feel yeah, like he's, he's not doing anything. Yeah. But he. I mean, he's a good big brother. I'll give him that. Yeah. He's a good big brother. He takes care of Will. He takes care of uh, Eleven when they were there. Like he's a he's a good big yeah. brother. But he, he's yeah. not better than Steve. Speaking of Will, I'm assuming that the story is going that he's in love with Mike. I'm guessing that's kind of yeah. where it's going. I kind of got those vibes, so I'm curious if that's kind of where they go with it. it or maybe it's, I'm it's reading too much into it. No, no, I totally. I, I mean, that's he 100% keeps, how I see it. You notice there's like a, a map or a roll or something that he keeps mm-hmm. like bringing with him. Maybe yeah, he's going to Maybe he's going to die. Line. Out of all the kids, and he can tell you know Mike that he loves him or whatever. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I, I, honestly, it can go. Anyone can be fucking off on the show. In reality, That's... I just don't see it being the kids. I, I to me, I see all of them like you know going on except for Eleven. Like I said, going on to live right. happy lives in the nineties, going into the nineties. <laughs> That'll be the spinoff yeah. of Stranger Things. Also. Um, Lucas's little sister Erica did not not much this season. It was kind of I was disappointed. Yeah, she's she was great like in a season three. Relief and yeah, with, she was she joined up with Robin and Steve, and then in this season she yeah again I of, think like like I said overall I think that the multiple storylines worked, but then there was there was a little too much going on. Yeah, in some yeah, yeah. Cases where things had to get fun. tossed by the wayside. It's just a really fun show to watch. Season four was fun to watch. Dude, I was able to yeah. knock it out in like two days because of my excitement. Like, I don't give a shit. Right, it could yeah. be a little I, I bloated at times, but nah. I was able to watch the was whole thing. Was up till like thing. two in the morning watching it the first night yeah. and then finished it this, on, on the Saturday. Yeah, like, it's just. Yeah, I, I power through it. And then I'm pissed off at myself that I went through it so quick and I got to wait another month for I the put rest it on all the time but in it's the background a, sometimes. That's <laughs> what I was just going to say. Yeah. I go back and put it on all the time. So, like, with that said, we went back to season two. Yeah. Recently, <laughs> to talk about the only Stranger Things Halloween episode. The only Stranger Things Halloween episode. What's wrong with Three Musketeers? What's wrong with Three Musketeers? No one likes Three Musketeers. Yeah, it's just nougat. Oh, just nougat? Just nougat. It is top three for me. Top three? Top three. Oh, God, give me a break. 
Seriously, I could just eat like a whole bowl of nougat, like oh. straight up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, you should have seen the look on your faces. And you, who screams like that? You sound like a little girl. <laughs> So yes, the Stranger Things Halloween episode, or special I guess you can say, is titled Trick or Treat Freak. And this was part of season two, episode two. And this aired, technically it all dropped on the same day because that's that Netflix life, on October 27th, 2017. Dude, when I saw that date, I was like, wow, that was in 2017? Yeah, it feels like this feels... season came out, of, but then you realize three years had passed between three and four. So right, I and was then like, you're, That's you're looking at these kids, and they are literal children yeah. in this episode. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Now, before I jump into this episode, I do want to say that I remember being so hyped when they announced season two because I saw it was going to be released in October. Mm-hmm. And it was going to have a Halloween episode. Like when they released like the title trailer only where you see the names of the episodes, yes. the titles yeah, of the yeah, episode, yeah. the chapters. I was like, wow, that's fucking perfect. That's right up my alley. Like I was like, yeah. you can't fucking beat that. So I was so fucking hyped to hear that Stranger Things is just going to have any like, be set on Halloween. Now, I'll be honest with our little breakdown of this episode. We're not going to go in depth on what happens too much. I have a quick little breakdown and you can help me with what happens in this episode because obviously Stranger Things is better watched at in as a whole because all the stories mm-hmm. go epi- they bleed into right. each other. Even this episode, Trick or Treat Freak, the following episode ends, it's Halloween, the, the, the end of Halloween. The morning, is, right. It's like this the, no, episode it's the ends night with, and then the next day on the first. So, essentially a cliffhanger for all intents and purposes if you're not yes, watching the yes. entire story. So we're not going to go too into every nook and cranny of this episode because it'd be way too fucking much to break down. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and you can help me out. But to do a quick little quick little breakdown of what happens in, in this episode. Basically, you've got Eleven. We find out how she survived defeating the Demogorgon. She ended up in the Upside Down. We see what she's been doing basically hiding in the woods because she knows that the government, Hawkins Laboratory, is right. looking for her. Hopper finds her. He's keeping her hidden in a cabin in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And she's upset with him because she wants to have a life and do stuff. And she wants to see Mike and her friends. But she can't because yeah. the bad men want her. You know, yeah. again, it bounces around between all the storylines, but that's kind of the main storyline yeah, of this episode. Of it, yeah. But that's a running this, thing this of the whole season. The first, it was the first episode of season two where they showed Eleven. She wasn't in the first no, episode of wasn't. season two at all. No. So, so you this see was what like, happens. And she's one of the main characters. Right. So that's cool. Coming off of the, the end of season one and like seeing the fallout of what happened to her. Yeah. This was This was a big episode for that. For sure. And season, I feel like season two is 11 season. Every season's 11 mm-hmm. season. But well, this yeah. one, you kind of see her surviving in the woods and eating squirrels right. and she stealing jackets off of people. Fully, fully featured character. Like, yeah. you know, she was just the girl with the psychic powers in the first one with the shaved head. Yeah. And like in season two, she learns to become a child again. And that's really the driving factor of, yeah. of season two for her arc. 
And it develops and you see the relationship Hopper and her have. That's kind of the right. other thing that's growing in this episode. And the entire season two is that. So we're not going to get into it because the entire season is their relationship, them fighting ups and downs in him being basically her father, you know, and that's right. kind of what and they're kind of the issues they have with him being so protective of her, you know. So it, it kind of makes then we learn because, you know, we learned about Hopper in the first season that he had a daughter that died yeah. of cancer. So right. there's a lot of moving parts with the two characters kind of being a little family now, a new family. Yeah, but I mean, you, you know, you're in the second season of a show at this point, And this is where you start to kind of get more of who the characters are. Yeah. Because, like, you know, you get what the characters are for the first season, but it's finite in in the sense that, like, nobody knew if there was going to be a second season. So they no, had to base it on strictly what was in the first season. And now that they have the opportunity to continue crafting these characters and fully realizing For them, sure. that's when they get deeper and better. And then, like, you also find out in this episode that Joyce and Hopper went to school together. Like, you, you yeah. kind of knew that they've known each little other details. for years, but then you find out, like, yeah, you find out little details that, like, They've been friends since they were kids and, and now like they're, you know, reminiscing on like their Halloweens and yeah. stuff like that. The and whole All of so season two is ba basically it's the aftermath of what happened in season one and everyone right. kind of dealing with it because you've also got yeah. Nancy and Steve, their dilemma, their drama because Barb died mm -hmm. and. And no one told Barb's family what really happened to her because obviously right. it's a government laboratory conspiracy with the Demogorgon and the Upside Down. So they don't want anyone to know. And she's feeling guilt. So there's a lot of that in the yeah. episode. Then you have Will dealing with the aftermath and the, the one year anniversary of him being taken by the by the Upside Down and the Mind Flayer and, and being possessed. I would say like season yeah. two. For Will, it was like the first season that he really was a character. Because, I mean, he's missing for two-thirds of the first season, yeah, you know? Yeah, they think he's dead. So, like, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's it's really when Will starts to actually become a character in the group. Like, yeah. he's in the first episode of the first season, and then, like, he's in the last couple, but he's not really, like, there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, for... It, it really, like, progre again, progresses his arc past yeah. season one. And, like... um. I think there's just a lot of like funny little stuff that all the characters do and it, and it starts to kind of show their like characteristics a little bit better in this episode. They're, they're more at this point I feel like the actors were comfortable with these characters so they kind of knew where yeah. to take them and the and the Duffer brothers the guys who created Stranger Things I felt like they kind of knew where they were going to take these characters so they had a better idea of what they wanted to do and in this ep in this season and in this episode specifically you really see that because this is so early into the season where you're seeing the aftermath of what happened in the first season and how mm -hmm. it affected each one of them, how Joyce is paranoid that Will's going to go missing again. And right. he's just like, I'm taking a pee. And he just went to the bathroom and his mom is she's like freaking very, out. Very helicopter mom. Yeah. Yeah. Like but she's, also trying to like live her life now with her brand spanking new boyfriend, Bob, Sean Astin. <laughs> is it Sean? Sean uh, Astin, right? Yeah. Bob, Sean, Sean Astin. Sean Astin. Gosh, what a, what Sean. a great, great addition to the show. Yeah. And this was like, it was also that time where the show had become the huge hit that it was. And it was like, hey, guess what? This show's based in the 80s. And now we're going to get one of the goonies who were huge in the 80s. <laughs> yeah. And like the, he, he was he was the first one of that like trope 
on the show, you know, like before before Robert Englund in season four. And like, yeah, for sure. It, he was the first like 80s guy to come on the show. Yeah. I mean, you know, Matthew Modine was there from the beginning, but like. Paul Reiser, like too. The this big was like the thing. first Paul Reiser, right. Paul Reiser was It's in. like the big thing that they're like Sean Astin, 80s yeah. people in the show. Yeah. So it, it, it's, I agree. It's it's just cool to see these characters kind of evolve, you know. And, 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 and again, like I said, when we were talking about season four, the new season, and they're constantly evolving, even now, which is crazy to think that these characters are still dealing with this shit four seasons later. So yeah. that's the wild fucking thing. Uh, but yeah, let, let's jump into some more of the, of the Halloween elements of the show, like of, of this specific episode, I should say, because there's a lot uh, to it that I like that's Halloween centric. And that's why yeah. I wanted like an excuse for us to kind of talk about it. And there's like fun stuff that isn't necessarily, I mean, it's Halloween based, but like there's fun in it that is at the character's expenses too. Oh no, like. for, for sure. I have a whole list here basically of stuff yeah. that's Halloween related in the episode that I that I loved. One of the first things I think is great, and it's a nod to E.T., is Eleven wanting to, to go trick-or-treating and fighting with Hopper, but she chooses to dress up as a ghost, like an old-school classic <laughs> ghost with the eye holes in a, in a sheet, and she's telling Hopper, like, no one will know it's me. Can I go trick-or-treating? <laughs> And in the ET, funny, he goes, mm-hmm. he goes, uh, Jesus. And she goes, no, ghost. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. <laughs> ghost. She just wants to because she still can't speak that well. They're, they're still kind of playing that in this season. They're still playing it yeah. now, which is kind of crazy. In season four, that she still has like a speech impediment, can't spell words and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I just thought it was great. And it's obviously, again, a nod to E.T. because that's how they hide E.T., to get him to the woods to phone home and they pretend that it's it's Drew Barrymore, their little sister. I don't know if you remember that right. in the in E.T. So I just thought that was obviously a nod to that. But Hopper yeah. completely kind of was like, No, you're not you're not going. And you know, and him just making a promise, like, look, compromise, we'll watch horror movies and eat candy. Like he was still trying to have her celebrate Halloween, which I can appreciate, even though she couldn't go trick or treating. And I really do think Eleven just wanted to go trick or treating in hopes that she would bump into Mike and her friends. That's really right. probably the reason uh, she wanted to do that. But I just like that look. And it's a classic it's a classic ghost, you know what I mean? So Yeah, absolutely. Nothing screams Halloween more than that, you know, to me at least. Right. I feel like that's Speaking of it's a good choice. Screams. Speaking of screams, the scene where uh, Max surprises the guys in her Michael Myers costume. Which is costume. great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect costume and scares the shit out of them. And yeah. uh, it's Lucas, right? Lucas screams like a girl. Yeah. And she makes fun of him about it. You know? So I, I, I do yeah. like that. I do like how they snuck a Michael Myers into into this movie. Like, into this, I mean, to this episode, I should say. Like, because who else is fucking Halloween. Who's the most notorious Halloween right. fucking character? He is Halloween. He is fucking Halloween. Um, and I like that this is the first season. I don't know if we mentioned it, but Max was introduced in season two. So this is like the boy still feeling her out and seeing if she can be part of their gang and part of their crew. Yeah. And I think Lucas and her end up having a little relationship. Like he has a crush on her. Like she was a great addition to the show. The character of Max, I, I feel like, has really grown on me. Absolutely. I, I, mean, I think about, about this about season. Like, I was like, oh, she- it was whatever, just another kid. But I feel like throughout the seasons, uh, leading up to season four now, she's really grown on me as a character. I think she's like 
like as Absolutely. an actress, she's just been really good. I was just gonna um, gonna say Sadie Sink is like a yeah. great actress. Yeah, she really she'll has be doing bigger things as she gets older. I'm sure, and after the show ends, for sure. Uh, but going back to the Michael Myers costume, I do like that. Like a little girl wanted to dress up as Michael Myers is fucking awesome. And it's yeah. funny because it, it it made me think because when I was a kid. There was no screen accurate looking Michael Myers mask that she has. So that was kind of a little uh, a flub on their part. <laughs> they had right. Well, I mean, movie magic, you know. Movie magic. It, yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember no. uh, one looking Especially that Especially in good. 1984. I can't no, imagine her having a that screen accurate. Because I remember dressing as Michael My- dressing up as Michael Myers in like 1993 or something like that, and I had yeah. like that shitty. I think it was Don Post, <laughs> all white, brown hair, like brown, like eyebrow mask with a slit in the mouth. It looked like shit. So I was like, wait a second. If they wanted to be a little more authentic, they could have given Max that mask. And she even had a jumpsuit right. that fit her. I remember never. Yeah, I, they, there they, were no kitty kids, kitty kids over coveralls. Like that. Yeah. yeah, there were no kitty overalls in the 80s. I remember being a kid. I had to wear like a button-down shirt that was oversized to mimic coveralls. Right. because Blue shirt, have blue that. pants kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like you could not find that as a kid. But nonetheless, I appreciate them. Dressing up Max as Michael Myers, just you gotta have a Michael Myers in something Halloween related. Oh, uh, when speaking right, of, of which, off of that, the whole trick or treat scene is great. I love that trick or treat scene. Just them trick or treating, them talking about the Three Musketeers and how Dustin likes Three Musketeers because he loves nougat, and they're they're kind of shitting <laughs> on him, telling him that that Three Musketeers is garbage, and they're you know I just love that whole scene, the way it's set up. It feels. Halloween. I thought the they did a great job. The I think that yeah, the Duffer Brothers did direct this episode and wrote it. Yeah. I thought they did a fantastic job capturing that magic of Halloween, of the holiday, of an October night. It it, it looks like it's chilly. People are wearing jackets. All the leaves are changing. You see a lot of orange leaves. So I thought that specific scene, and even Will sees other trick or treaters, and 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 that's where the title of this episode comes. He sees a guy dressed yes. up as Jason. A very screen accurate Jason, I might add, and like Again, a werewolf. Yeah, these kids had some sick costumes. Yeah, and the and I think the werewolf or the Jason called says like trick or treat freak to him, and that's where freak. the title of this episode uh, comes from. Which which I, I appreciate how they were able to add that little detail into it, just to explain why the episode's called that, you know. And I and I really like yeah. that. But yeah, that whole that whole trick or treating scene, I thought they did a fantastic job in just the execution of that. Um, one more thing I want to talk about, but I don't want to go into, to, into, into great detail because I actually talked about this in a previous episode uh, of ours. Dave and I talked about our favorite Halloween costumes from a TV series or film, and I chose the boys, their Ghostbusters costumes. And I, I, I don't want to be redundant, so I don't want to get into it, but I'm sure you appreciated that. Them wearing, well, I love them. I like, lo- absolutely love them. When I was growing up, I remember like the the colors of the Ghostbusters costumes would always be off of like what yeah. the official <laughs> jumpers looked like. And I guess yeah. that was more in line with like the, you know, the Ghostbusters cartoon and all the toys and stuff. But I never remember them looking like that good. And, and granted, <laughs> they're supposed to be like, they made them themselves, but there's not, <laughs> they're not homemade. They're like Hollywood quality jumpers that these kids found, but it's cool. I loved it. Yeah, for sure. I, I like the little trap that that Dustin made that like uh, opens up when he like hits a button yeah. or something like that. So 
again, I don't want to go. I don't want to go too into it because I already kind of in our previous episode. Go listen to that one. I think it's favorite costumes from uh, favorite Halloween costumes from a TV series or or movie. Right. And, I, and I, that was one of my picks. Um, and, and we mentioned him earlier, but I think we should give a little. We should show a little love to Bob. Bob's horny ass. Dracula, Dracula costume. <laughs> Look like my costume and, and help me. Oh God. No <laughs> one's gonna get that reference, but okay. Uh I do I do like how he's like a they, they made him like a typical dad too. Like he's got the dad joke, like hope it doesn't suck. Like that's like the whole yeah. thing with him with the with the fangs. Dude, I still say killing off the character of Bob was probably the worst thing. They like I feel like he could have held on another season or two. Like yeah. having him on the show, kind of dealing with the shit. Like imagine him in 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 um in Russia with like Joyce or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like his because what's, his what's like the guy, other guy's name? Murray. Quality? Is Murray, it Murray? Yeah. His like every man. Is it Murray the bald? Fun to see. It, what's yes. his name? Yeah. Is Murray. His name Murray. Murray. Yeah. It's yeah. like him. I'm I'm surprised he's lasted this long. In all honesty. I know. <laughs> well, he's a he's a black belt in karate now. <laughs> so apparently, but yeah, Bob, man, they should have kept Bob, and he's great in this in, in uh in this episode. He like he just he just wants to be a good like stepdad, even though he's technically not married to Joyce, and he's like getting yeah. in the spirit of Halloween. I love all the shots of the VHS camcorder. That he lends Will to go trick-or-treating and he's filming and you see it says October 31st, 1984. Like, just those small details. And that all has to do with the character of Bob. Like, his introduction to the show and how, you know, right. involved he is with the kids' lives. And and later on in the, in the in the rest of the season, he's really vital because he like he knows how to solve puzzles and shit. And, yeah. like, he helps her with the, 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 the drawings he, that Will creates. So... He gives them enough time to escape, too, when he yeah. gets... When he bites it, <laughs> taken by the demi dogs. Yeah, but yeah, I just love that he's dressed up as like a really like a homemade Dracula, like the laziest yeah. attempt at like a Dracula Grease paint, and it's great. It's it's fucking it's fucking awesome. Um, one more thing uh, that I feel is a really small detail, but I appreciated about this episode, which makes it really Halloween, is the whole rotten pumpkin patches. Great little touch. Yeah. What is it? The upside, if I remember correctly, it's like there's like a door to the upside down there or something. The upside down is merging with Hawkins mm-hmm. or some shit. Right. And it's which, making all the pumpkins rot in all the farms, which is fucking great. It just uh, visually, it looks great. Just like coming from like a Halloween aesthetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which also, like, in the later seasons, we know is more of a thing with like. So if you watch it now, going back to that episode, you're like, oh, maybe there was a door to the upside down there, and that's why it was. Rotting, I think there you know? is a door talked there. A lot about the door stuff now. I think if I, because again, I haven't watched uh, season two in its entirety in a while, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think Hopper ends up in the upside down through a door. That's in one of the pumpkin patches later. Is it? I'm going to have to go back. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, someone, I think it's Hopper, ends up in the Upside Down because there is like a gateway or doorway to to that universe in one of those pumpkin patches. But again, just the use of the pumpkin patch, tying it back to Halloween. I remember the poster. um, One of the posters for Stranger Things Season 2 had, I think, the characters or Hopper in that rotten pumpkin patch. And it was just visually... The aesthetic of that just looked great, you know, and it fit the yeah. fall autumn vibes and everything about it was was just really perfect. Um, and and I will say too, 
um, the Halloween party that Steve and Nancy go to. Uh, <laughs> kind of cool. You know, it's kind of generic. I'm not going to front. I feel like they could have done a better job with it. You know, what did you think of that? I never went to a high school Halloween party like that. I think I did, but not like that. That's like a movie Halloween party, dude. That's not right. A, yeah, that's it's, like a, a it's movie completely party, fake. Period. What it, were they I, supposed I to, to be anything. dressed as? Is that risky business? Is Tom? What? What? I freak. Like, yeah, what they, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? Steven yeah. and Nancy, I, I think I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Tom Cruise fan, so I might be fucking completely wrong. <laughs> so maybe that's what it is. Um, but I just thought the Halloween party was cool. It was cool. And I, I like how they use it to tie in like Jonathan goes and he has that line. I'm a guy that doesn't like parties because the one girl that's dressed up like Susie from Susie and the Banshees is like, yeah. oh, what are you dressed up as? And he's like, oh, just a dude that like a dude that doesn't like parties. So just a lot of stuff going on at the Halloween party. Billy's there being a douche, chugging beer, chugging or whatever through a keg. And like everyone's at this Halloween party. Seeing the costumes, I appreciate it. And the episode overall, I feel, um, does a decent job with the Halloween uh, Halloween decorations, I should, I should say. I feel like overall, like they captured the the autumn vibe well like just the color mm-hmm. like you can tell whoever did like the color grading and the colorist of the episode added a lot of tech like a lot of fall gold and browns and stuff like that yellows to kind of give it that vibe in the trees uh but even the schools decorated um you know i love when they go to the school and no one's dressed up the kid the boys are dressed yeah. up as their ghost but oh ghost shit we're the only ones in costume and they're the only ones kind of showing that they're growing up and that, right, you right. know, at a certain point in life, you know, people that aren't like, you know, us that love Halloween do stop dressing yeah, up. Stop they think they see up. it as like yeah. a kid thing. You know, obviously dorks. people Fucking like dorks. us continue I'll never to dress up every year. <laughs> you know, bunch of dorks. Too cool for school. Get too, too cool for school. You can't, can't dress up anymore. But I do like how they, they showed that where it was like their worst nightmare. It's almost like going to school naked, yeah. that dream. But yeah, the yeah, only yeah. Ones it was very that, much <laughs> like that, that thing like that oh my god we're gonna be the, the uncoolest kids here now because of this yeah it's 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 it just shows kind of you know what it's like to be a kid and loving halloween because even in the episode the kids right. are like this is the greatest day ever we love halloween this is my favorite time of the year mike is being a little dramatic in that one scene with will and he's like you you invited max you ruined the best night of the year so like obviously yeah. these boys love halloween and it, it's a really important holiday to them so, so I, I just dug that. I dug how they were able to kind of tie it all in with their costumes and school. And, and I feel just to kind of give the overall episode just kind of to tie it into the holiday. I thought they did a good job weaving in the storylines with the holiday. They were able to weave it in pretty seamlessly, I feel. Kind of adding, injecting Halloween into what already is an ongoing story. Because again... You know, we've said it a bunch of times, I'm pretty sure, that it, Stranger Things is so dense. There's usually like five stories going on at once that are all interwoven. Yeah. But they were able to use the ho- like the holiday of ho- Halloween and kind of utilize it to the best of their ability in telling a small part of this story in this one contained episode. I also like that they used the Monster Mash, which is a very ter- stereotypical Halloween song up until this point. But you have to – you don't have a Halloween episode right. if you exactly. don't have, you have, to have it. Yeah, the you Monster have to. Mash somewhere in there and they also end it using using the ghostbusters theme 
where Dustin's right. like, oh, what? Like, oh, shit, or something, and it cuts. Oh, sh- and, and, it- and then it cuts to the Ghostbusters theme, and you hear the Ghostbusters theme earlier, and it's obviously showing how much of an impact Ghostbusters made in 1984 and how much it affected pop culture and how everyone just loved right. it. And even now, in the new season, you see Dustin has a Ghostbusters pin on his backpack. Yeah. So it's even continuing now into the new season that these these boys love they love Ghostbusters and that's just fucking that's fucking awesome. Um so so real quick, what's uh what's one of your favorite things about this episode? You have to choose something. What's the your favorite thing about it? I I, I like I said before, I love the scene where Max scares the shit out of them. I think yeah. it's like the the perfect encapsulation of like how much these kids are still kids but also like within this realm of halloween they relish this thing and max relishes the ability to be able to scare the shit out of a bunch of new guys that yeah yeah for sure trying to be friends with i thought it was the it's the most fun scene in the episode i think and i love how they never say michael myers if i remember correctly they're never like oh you dressed up as michael myers they never say it she's just obviously michael myers so (laughs) that is it's weird i wonder why they didn't ever like even make reference to that's who she's dressed up as. I guess maybe they don't want to say the name outright. Like, oh, Michael Myers? Okay. You know, maybe the boys right. didn't know who that was because they're so young. Right. They could not have seen maybe. that movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, what about you, know, you? What is your favorite part? I was going to say my favorite thing. I'm going to kind of cheat. It's a little bit of each. Two things. I Again, I love the Rotten Pumpkins. I just love the use of the Rotten Pumpkins. And Bob, man. I just love that corny-ass costume. His corny-ass Dracula costume. And him dancing with Joyce to music. Still dressed up as Dracula. And just his, like, hope it doesn't suck. Like, I just thought that was, like, it was, like, adorable. Like, it was great. Like, his character, again, yo... They should have never killed him off, man. Fucking great. That, one of my, honestly, if I, had, I ever had to do a top five Stranger Things characters, Bob is 100% on that list. Did you agree to this? What? To her. Joining our party. It's just for Halloween. You should have checked with me. Well, they were excited. I guess I thought you'd be okay with it. She's ruining the best night of the year. What's something you didn't like? If there's one thing about this episode, this Halloween episode, if there's one thing about Trick or Treat Freak you didn't like, what would it be? If I had to pick, I guess the the melodrama of the Nancy and Steve stuff is probably <laughs> the bottom of my list of yeah. stuff. Like it, it's fine, but it's it, plot. Like, it's plot moving along. Yeah. And that's kind of the biggest yeah, problem exactly. with with I, I, like again. You, you can't treat this as a standalone episode. It's impossible. Right, right. You know, it, it, it's a lot it, harder to do that. Yeah, and, and that'll go into something we're going to answer in a second. But you can't treat it as that because of the storyline that's constant through these nine episodes. It's constantly just each episode bleeds into the other. So I totally get what, you, like what you're saying about the kind of melodrama between the two of them and just how they're going to break up and all this stuff. It kind of right. brings the and episode like, down. What she but she's like, she's like, you're bullshit. And she's yeah. like drunk. And it, it's it's very I, like. But, at I, that, I, but if you think about it, it at that point, in reality, Halloween is just a backdrop. So it, it doesn't right. really affect right, kind right, of right. the Halloween yeah. atmosphere. Um, but that I, I would have to agree. Her being drunk was a little obnoxious. But yeah. that's the character. At this point, that's just kind of what can you right. do? That's what she is and that's what the show is. And that's kind of where they were yeah. going at that point. Unfortunately, it's in the Halloween episode. That's where they were going with the Nancy character. That's what they were doing. Right. Yeah. So, I agree. That's probably my least favorite thing, too, about it. 
Um, the only other thing I could probably say is I wish there was maybe like when Eleven's watching TV, maybe more horror movies because that would be more realistic. She watches like the Terminator at one point. Like she's watching Frankenstein mm-hmm. at one point, which was cool. That fit perfectly. But like the Terminator pops up and some other generic stuff. They should have played like horror movies and maybe she was kind of like right. exposing herself to like cool horror films or something because it's Halloween. I think that's maybe my other one small nitpick um, when it comes to this episode of something that was my least favorite thing about it. But very, yeah. very small, small little thing right there. Not detrimental to the no, to the show. Not detrimental to the Halloween. I think they, I thought, right. I thought they executed it I'd say 90%. I thought they did a fantastic job fucking representing the holiday in this specific episode. Um, so yeah. let, let's answer these three questions and see if, 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 if this episode, Trick or Treat Freak, fits into them. Is this a good Halloween episode? I'd say yeah. I agree. It is. I thought they did a fantastic job. Is there a good Halloween atmosphere? Oh, you said it before the the rotting sure. pumpkins and the trick or treating. It works. They did a, yeah, it, and the awesome. monster mash playing and just kind of the atmosphere to it. I do think again. I thought it oozes Halloween atmosphere. Yeah, and just them just walking down those streets and seeing all the trick or treaters. Everything was perfect. Everything was well done. Everything was the set design was perfect and just everything it, about it kind of. It worked. looks like what you expect Halloween to look like. Yes, you know, like the, especially the, in a movie the kids or a show, I should say. Something right. fictional. Yeah. Like, you know, there's a hundred trick-or-treaters on the street and every house is decorated. The most fictional town yeah. ever, but it works. And, and I thought they did a fantastic job with the atmosphere in this episode. And here's the last one to kind of close it up and we'll wrap up here. Should you watch it during the Halloween season? I have and will again. So... <laughs> Absolutely, yes. <laughs> you might be surprised by my answer, but like, I don't think you could put this on the Halloween rotation. And really? here's why. Here's why. You need to watch the rest of the season. All right. To kind of understand what's going on. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, in comparing yeah. it to like Roseanne or a lot of other TV shows or even like X Files. Like a Treehouse of Horror kind of Stuff like thing. that, where yeah. it's self contained, it's not. And I think, yeah. and Halloween bleeds into the episode before this and the episode after this. I was this just going to say, you got to go buffer on each yes, side. Yeah. Yes. So, like, you can't just put this on October 15th. It's Friday night. I want to watch something Halloween y. No, I don't think this is one you can put on because you kind of have to watch the whole season for it to really work. You know what I mean? Maybe you could have it on in the background because it's Halloween. Uh, that's like but, I, you know, I've watched the show multiple, multiple times, yeah. fully through beginning to end. So there's been times where, like during the Halloween season, I've just put this episode on. But if you're not as like versed and you just want to watch a Halloween episode, no. like you said, you can't just watch this. I don't think this would be a go-to. Like, oh, you know what? I want to watch Trick or Treat Freak season two, episode two <laughs> of Stranger Things. Like, I don't think that really. I just don't think it works personally. Um, but it doesn't make me not love the show any less, and it doesn't make me. I, I appreciate that they have basically a first half of the season is. Halloween and in the fall so like I love that of course you know what I mean and I'm glad we could talk about it on the podcast because I was like this was kind of the best time since there's a new season to talk about this episode you know and just kind of the overall because 
honestly, they're never going to do another Halloween episode. I don't think they will. Yeah. Maybe next season they'll surprise us, season five, and there'll be a surprise Halloween episode. But I don't think they're going to. They kind of already been there, done that. So I can't see them revisiting the holiday, the, that holiday again. You know, unfortunately, as much as I would love. I honestly wish this entire season was set on Halloween or around leading up to Halloween would have been perfect. But I gotta take, you know, yeah. t- I gotta take what I'm given. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate right. that there's the one, where you can. one Halloween episode, one episode of Stranger Things set on Halloween. So, do so you have any closing thoughts on Trick or Treat Freak? Uh, Trick or Treat Freak, Chris? Anything? No, I w- I wish that Stranger Things could fit in another <laughs> Halloween episode, but like you said, I don't think we're going to get one. So, if this is the only Stranger Things Halloween themed episode, I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah, I agree. It's it's you know they did a fantastic job. It, it's it's got a lot of what you love about Stranger Things. It's got a lot of what you love about Halloween. And you know if you if you've never seen Stranger Things and for some reason you're listening to this episode of the Haunted Hangover podcast where we kind of spoiled basically <laughs> everything about the show, um, and you just want to see maybe you want to see what the show's about for whatever reason and you want to start like hey Louis what's a good episode you'd recommend for me to check out of Stranger Things and like. Get some get get a taste of it. I'd say I'd probably recommend people to check out Trick or Treat Freak just to kind of see if they dig the show or not. You're gonna be completely fucking lost. Yeah. <laughs> You're not gonna know what these characters right, are doing right. or where they are. But I, I'd say it's a good it's a good kind of appetizer to someone that's new to the show and they just want to see what it's like. And if you love Halloween, I think it's it fits perfectly with all other Halloween episodes, except for the fact that you have to be a fan of the show and watch the rest of it to fully appreciate what happens. Aside from that little in the thing. episode, for sure. Watch it, zombie boy. Freak, freak. So that was Stranger Things, Trick or Treat Freak. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Haunted Hangover, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And be sure to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Haunted Hangover 31. And if you could rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.